Welcome to Thrive in Design, a podcast about making money and beautiful interiors as it relates to product-based businesses in the interior design industry. Each week, we'll discuss innovative strategies on how to approach product development and design sales in a shifting market. I'm your host, Nicole Lachey-Ben. Hello and welcome, Wendy Nori, to the Thrive in Design podcast. Wendy is an award-winning interior product designer with a background in interior design. She is the founder and CVO of Chromatics Hue, a boutique contract woven textile brand, which is inspired by art, history, and Wendy's personal life experiences. Chromatics Hue was born out of the love for color, trends, and future thinking. Prior to the launch of the boutique textile business, Wendy was a director of design for Panalam Industries, the manufacturer of Nevermar and Pionite Laminate. Wendy also comes with experience as a former brand manager for Lenark Wall Covering and Source One Upholstery, where she learned the manufacturing and product launch process on an expedited timeframe. Her foundation in design started with her education, a BFA in interior design from Maryville University in St. Louis, Missouri, a highly regarded design university in the Midwest. As a member of Color Marketing Group, Wendy is inspired by the future color trends to create collections that are award-winning and specified by the interior design industry. After years of developing collections for major manufacturers, she wanted to create a boutique textile brand of her own. The first collection from her brand is called Let's Begin. I'm looking forward to Wendy sharing how she evolved into the designer and business owner that she is today. So Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nicole, for having me. I'm so excited. You know, I love talking about design. And I, sometimes I like to talk uh, about different elements of design and color. And I get really excited about it. Yes. And, you know, when I was looking for the third guest of this season, well, even before I posted that I was looking for somebody on Instagram, I said, I would love to interview somebody who was an interior designer and then started their own product line. And then here you are. I manifested this. <laughs> and probably that. And I truly believe in manifestation. I just think also that when I saw that, I was like, oh, I just really am excited to do a podcast. And I, I'm going to put that out there to her and hopefully she'll respond. Excellent. Excellent. So. Let's dive into this conversation. I'm looking forward to hearing your perspective on a lot of things. So first, tell me a little bit about what inspired you to pursue an education and career in interior design. Nicole, that journey did not start with interior design. And, you know, I tell people that you're so young. You're 18 years old, you know, you're just getting out into the world on your own. It's really hard for people to say, what degree do I want to start my career path in? So I actually started off in art history and art education. I've always loved fine arts and I've always been into drawing and painting and just the artistic industry. So I think even when I just started, I knew that I needed to be around creative people. That was something I like. I knew medical. No, that, that's not what Wendy's passion and love is. And I, I think I need to pick something that I want to do for the rest of my life. 
and by my mentor students too. I love telling them that. It's just think about what you like to do when you were young because you're going to have to do that for so long. But I did struggle. I love art history. I struggled with the language barrier and needing to know Italian and Latin. That is something that I just really, I couldn't grasp. And so I knew that that was not the direction I needed to go. And I tried art education. It was more of a middle school level, high school level, did some internships while I was pursuing that degree. And it just wasn't a fit for me. I just didn't see them with any only a few had the passion in drawing, but maybe art. And so I felt like I was talking to a blank wall most of the time. And I didn't think that that younger generation yet was what I should be doing. So I thought about what I, again, in high school, I had an art teacher that had a picture of a perspective drawing in her class that she had done rendering of an interior space. I remember it vividly with the plants hanging. And I said, you know, that's a form of design and art and drawing. I think I'm going to try that. And so I did. I went to Maryville University and stuck with interior design through that whole process and loved it and knew that that was the direction I wanted to go. But really, and I tried so many different avenues in design. If I really wrote down every, I mean, you saw the initial bio. It's pretty, it's pretty long. I think it's important to try different things. Yes, yes. And as I read your full bio, which I'll post in the show notes, I was like, wow, you've done so many different things in the interior design industry from just getting your degree in interior design, becoming an interior designer, and now having your own interior product collection. Tell us more about that and how your interests evolved from that initial art history interest and arts interest into where you are today. You know, every job that I've had and position was a little learning experience that I really needed to know before I have become what I am today as a product designer. And that's where I really feel is my niche. and. It doesn't have to be one necessarily product segment either. It's just I have learned that I am not a detailed person. Like over the years working at an architecture firm and working on AutoCAD, and this is in the 90s. We didn't have laptops back then. So it was working at a desktop and not having the flexibility like today too. So Each job that I had, I learned something new. If it wasn't about products, my first job out of college, I was doing private jet design for corporations. And so I learned about flammability testing and burn testing, which is a very advanced level of specification and really understanding different requirements like marine boats and cruise ships. It's really different. It's very technical and I wouldn't have known that doing, unless I got into a very specific little niche. Uh, But it was very small square footage Mm -hmm. and it was very young. It was my first real big job out of college. And it was though I was very spoiled flying around in Gulf streams, private jets. That's the life I want to (laughs) live. It was nice. I did some very 
prominent people's aircrafts that they either leased or owned. And so just out of college, that was kind of fun. And I did that for about four years and learned about uh, aviation design, but I needed a bigger square footage. I think I needed to really experience more about space planning and just development of what we learned in college. So that's when I worked at a fun architectural firm in St. Louis and really learned about space planning, doing casinos. And just, again, as a designer, those are different types of products. You have to know that's not residential textiles and different requirements for casinos on water and wool carpeting, just so many things that you learn. And that's also a little different time, I think, in the generations of design where people are not necessarily staying at a a company for their entire life. Like my grandparents, I mean, they stayed at their jobs their entire life and retired from there. And, you know, many people's parents also had that same concept. Where my generation, I think we are a little more open to trying a lot of new things. And uh, that through Generation X, we're changing. And we were at a different time, that 80s and 90s, honestly, that it was fun. Neocon was different and exciting. Still very exciting. Don't get me wrong. It It was different then. And I got into the sales side of the world then. I had a baby. And... I was locked down to a, a computer, you know, and doing AutoCAD because we, again, it wasn't the time of flexibility at all. There were no laptops. Everyone had a computer at your desk. And a friend of mine who was a sales rep said, I'm changing jobs. This is your path. You need to try this. I'm like, what? I've never been a sales rep before or yeah. thought of that as a job opportunity for me in design. And really, I'm an introvert. I am not as extroverted as I sound. It took me years to get to this point of public speaking, presentations, and feeling comfortable. I was that kid in school that was turning purple and fainting. Oh, my God. But I had to do a design presentation. I had to take communications over. I just, I couldn't do it. I had to teach myself. And keep trying new things to almost torture myself to try a new adventure. Um, I really didn't like to stay in one place too long. And so fast forward through all of that and getting outside of your comfort zone, moving to the sales side, working for interior product companies, and now you have your own product line. So give us a snippet of what you're doing and how your own product line came about. Well, I got into the manufacturing for other brands and I loved it so much. And it was just very exciting. And seeing the whole process of design and development from the artwork stage, which that was that fine art love that I just really missed in my life. Because, you know, sometimes as you're in design and you're older, you're not doing as much of the creative work any longer. You're doing project management. You're managing people. You're managing money and time. And I was missing that and knew that I needed to still have that creative outlet for me and have that art and back to color and mood boards. And really, I'm very much of a big master planner. 
So I love the launch concepts and developing a launch, but I need a team. I need a team of people that are really strong at understanding my communication and my the way I do design. And, you know, I need a graphic designer. I need those technical people. So it was just time for me. I had the opportunities to learn and I decided to go ahead and try something new and branch out on my own with a little boutique brand. Now, it's not something that is, you know, I'm, I'm not a design techs level or anything like that. Though I, I look at them as the global leaders and so much inspiration. And I learned so much when I was in sales with them. And it's just uh, fun mm-hmm. and creative. Yeah. And so a couple of things that you shared in your bio and that you just mentioned too are the processes that it takes to launch a product and also just create it, right? So there might be creating those mood boards, creating the artwork that might inspire the product. So for you, when you actually worked for larger interior product companies, what did that product development or launch process look like? And this is a two-part question. And how is that the same or different for you now that you have your boutique line of products? I think when you're working with a large manufacturing company, a company that's already really established in the industry. So for the laminate brands that I was designing for, I did their 80th birthday year celebration. So, I mean, they've had a lot of stability and a lot of brand awareness already out in the industry. So to make something fun and unique and creative, that's what I'm really good at. I'm really great at the creative ideas and, you know, sometimes a little outside the box thinking. But I think you need that for a launch and very inspired by the fashion industry and their very quirky ways that they go to market and the fashion shows. And it doesn't always have to be so literal and stale. (laughs) But I really am wanting to bring my fun personality into my business. And Sometimes when you're working for a big manufacturing company, I mean, you're presenting to a board, you're presenting to, you know, president of the company, and they might not really have that design understanding or enthusiasm as I do. So being able to, you know, professionally present yourself and your project to different types of individuals to get your idea across. That's where it's a little different than having my own line and my own boutique brand as I can go as out there as I want to go. And I don't have to worry about what are they going to think or are they going to like it or because I really, I don't care. (laughs) I love that energy. It's fun and I want to have fun with it. And, you know, we only live once. Right? right. So I just want the line to be memorable and creative and colorful. Right. And so the first collection you named it Let's Begin. Yeah. Um, and I love that name. It brings up a lot of positive thoughts for me. 
But for you, as you are creating this line or as you were creating this line and putting it out there, what, I guess, part of the industry is it good for? How can your fabrics be used? Because with different textiles, right, you can use it in a lot of different ways. Some might be good for hospitality. Some might be good for healthcare, education, cheers, you name it, right? So tell me about which industry within interior design your products are good for and how did you narrow down on that? For me, it was really about the concept of the brand and it being a boutique line and that whatever I'm bringing to market really needs to be beautiful and almost luxe type level, but it still needs to have the performance values to work in a commercial environment. But I don't want to disregard the residential world either. So that hand, that touch, the feel of the textiles, they're all going to be commercially rated. I'm really strong and following the ACT guidelines for the commercial industry, making sure everything is tested appropriately. But it needs to feel beautiful. It needs to feel like I can put it in my house too. So I'm being very specific on the types of markets that we're going to go to. And obviously hospitality is going to be a big market sector for us. You know, hospitality is going, the look of it is just so residential now and so cozy and comfortable. So I think it would be a good fit for that. And also residential design with people really staying home more and really focusing on design. HGTV is so big. Everyone wants to, you know, upgrade their homes and their residential space. So I love residential design too, but they're all going to be commercially rated textiles. That's good. Um, that's good. And education, higher ed. So that's going to be a good market segment for our brand and corporate America. I think that that's going to be a smaller market segment with the downsizing of all the office spaces right now, but it's not one we're going to not look at. But I, I don't see that as the main sector right now. Right. Um, well, the sky's the limit. It really is. <laughs> it really is. We're not really getting into the healthcare sector right now just because of all the finishes and we're only doing woven goods. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I think that where we are today and those market segments, that's enough for us to handle at this point. Right, right. Well, I forget the figure that I saw in some research the other week, but it was just talking about the buying power of the interior design industry. And it was something like $800 billion or something like that in buying power a year that architects and designers have in terms of specifying material. So even if that $800 billion is split between all of the different sectors of interior design, I think there's definitely a space for new product companies, established product companies. Everybody should have a hand in that for, for interior products. So that's awesome. Another thing that I think is great is that you are a member of Color Marketing Group. And I don't know if you've heard the episode that I did with Peggy Van Allen in the first season. Oh, yes. Wonderful. She was a guest on the first season of the Drive and Design podcast. And she's taught me so much about color. <laughs> and 
I feel like color is a subject that is not really addressed in design school. I feel like I didn't learn a lot about color, even though it's literally the most important thing in your space. And it has so many different effects on people and how they react in the space, how they feel in the space, even how their bodies innately react without them knowing. But anyway, I say all that to say, how are you, I guess, informed about color? And then how do you take that uh, into your product development process? Oh, I love color. Color and being a part of Color Marketing Group has really evolved my knowledge. Really, I love taking any of the classes that they offer. It's just, it really helped me understand some more basic fundamentals because like you said, Nicole, you're right. In school, you just learn just a little tidbit and then you're out in the real world and you're not taking more color classes. You're not, you're just learning what you can from the sales reps. And I needed to really get some more true under knowledge of the colors. And I think that's really helped me pull together palette that I think are really forward thinking and also following the other big leaders that are a part of color marketing group and following Pantone. And I love RAL, RAL colors, which is European and looking at how they might be a couple years even ahead of what we're seeing in the U.S. So that can give me a little bit extra time as a designer to kind of plan my launches and what I think is going to be trending, but in like three or four years. So it is kind of risky in that sense of when you're developing product that you hope is going to be successful in four years out, because as we know in specifications, Okay, maybe it's specified early on in the project, but it's maybe the project is delayed. It's then something is on back order or it's two years out. A lot can happen in a project in two years for designers and architects. So you have to be really forward thinking. And that's my best creativity asset, I think, is that master planner, you know, big picture, more forward thinking. And then having a team of people to like really help execute it is key. Yeah, I love that you framed it that way because I do think of interior design like, okay, there's this long process that a designer goes through to create the built environment. And so if they start today and the project's not built till four years from now, really you do have to think about the future. What are the future trends? What will those people enjoy? And all of that. So. I love that. Sometimes, Nicole, I'll show them something and, oh, oh, it's going to be hot in two years. Yeah. (laughs) So just let it sit. (laughs) Just let it simmer. Just let it simmer. I love that. I love that. So for anybody who's listening who might be an interior designer and they're in the early phase of product development or launching their interior products, what advice would you give them? Give it time. Just be patient. And if you truly have the passion for it, it will come. You just have to be patient. And as I mentioned, you know, specifications take a long time. And being in front of the designers and getting involved is really key. And that's why I really enjoy the education aspect because they are the future specifiers. The students are so interested 
in what reps have to say uh, because they're just, they're like sponges. They're just absorbing it all. And just being a part of IIBA and ASID and the professional chapters is really important. And I, I like being involved. So I would recommend just, just be yourself, be yourself as a business. And I'm not trying to be anyone other than myself, really. And I just hope that people will see that and gravitate towards the brand as a true just boutique brand. And and if you're even thinking about it, reach out to others, other people that you know that are already doing it in the industry. I tried, a couple did respond. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're like my design mentor. I'm just, I can't believe you responded to my social media post. And, you know, we could get very giggly and we all have someone in the industry that we really aspire and look up to and just try something new. Try something new and you never know what will happen. I'm writing a column now for a St. Louis magazine called St. Louis Homes and Lifestyle in St. Louis. And I just, I wanted to try something different and and bring that history, art history love that I know into it. So try your brand, launch it. I love it. And so what can we look forward to from Chromatics Who this year? We have a lot in the hopper. We have obviously our Let's Begin collection that is going to be going and really focusing at HD Expo. So we will be having our first big, we've been doing what I call a soft launch, where we've been just dabbling in the Midwest with the local trade shows. But our first big show is HD Expo in May. Uh, So I'm really excited about that. And uh, participating in more larger trade shows and developing some new designs, some more patterns. We have some good solids, but I need to get some new patterns in the line. That's so exciting. I've been to HD Expo one time and I need to get back there. So congratulations to you. Thanks. So for all of those who are listening, please let them know where they can find you and your business online. Yes. Right now, our website is still partially underdeveloped, but it is going to be officially launching by the HD Expo time. So right now we are on Instagram and we are on Facebook and on LinkedIn. On Instagram, we are at Chromatic View. And uh, you can follow me also personally at Wendy underscore Nori, N-O-O-R-Y. All right. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. It's been a pleasure learning more about your story, learning more about your creative process and hearing all the good things that you have coming down the pipeline. So thank you so much for being a guest on today's show. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us this week on Thrive in Design. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Thrive in Design. And for more strategies on how your product company can innovate in the interior design industry, head to training.thriveindesign.co. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to create captivating content. See you next week.